Welcome, Traveler, to Dungeons and Dialectics, the synthesis of tabletop role-playing games, philosophy, and theology. So, okay, so the, the last time we talked, we talked about fudging the dice. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this from sort of like philosophical and prudential perspectives and, uh-huh. you know, what it's like. And game players. design. Yeah, game yeah. design, exactly. So I'm kind of curious because this is a theology and a philosophy podcast in addition to all the other things it is. Um, yeah, and comedy. And comedy. And erotic. And, uh, we're get, we'll get there, baby. Don't worry. Um, oh, yeah. What would Jesus do? I mean, and I don't mean this is really as a joke, although I kind of <laughs> do. What would Jesus do? Would he fudge the dice? It's a great if, question. If I were DMing for Jesus, like if I were DMing and Jesus stepped in and said, let me take a turn at the wheel, brother. And then, Jesus you know. Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take, the, take you know, I'm, he's holding me up so that like there's one set of footsteps or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> one set of footprints. There's, there's only one set of footprints in the sand. It was Jesus. And yeah. um, so then he starts DMing for me. Well, Jesus is DMing. Would he fudge the dice at any point? So that's a good question. I think the answer is... Do you believe in miracles? Oh my God. Because in a certain way, what like kid is dying of cancer. There is no hope. The doctors say it's over. Yeah. We have to disconnect him. And suddenly Poof. all cured miracle. Hell yeah, baby. Or Woo! Padre. Yeah. Amen. Amen, brother. Um, Padre Pio. I think he's an, an Italian saint suddenly appears flying in the sky next to some like airplane pilot. Oh. Miracle. Well, wait, that well, sounds how was, like how did, that, did that help anybody? I don't remember the story, but yes. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> or you know, so the thing is that you know a lot of Christians believe yeah. in miracles right. which are something that goes against not against but is contrary to what you would expect to come out of that situation. Normally. Like somebody's going to die but they survive. You only have three loaves and two fishes, but suddenly there's more. And I think you could argue that that is a sort of a, a fudging of, of the dice in the real world, that the rules that govern the universe are, you know, like physical laws I'm talking about get violated because God or Jesus steps in and causes something different to happen. Okay. So those are, those are two examples of, of, or there's a few examples of fudging the dice in our favor, right. creating miracles. There are also a couple of like other stories in like the Gnostic Gospels of Jesus doing some, you know, like kind of fucked up things to, yeah. <laughs> to people that piss him off. So in the infancy awesome. Gospel of Thomas, um, there are these kids that are like bullying him, and so he just like kills them That's with awesome. his what with his Jesus miracles. He just kills them. That's or, so sick, dude. <laughs> This is, yeah. This is how, like, if the teens knew about this shit, they'd be way into Christianity. Like, <laughs> this, this, this is our, um, this is our new evangelism technique. Yeah, it'll be like, you know, you're having a hard time as a teen. Well, don't worry, because Jesus did too. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jesus had bullies too, and he murdered them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's another, there's another story that is in the Gospels. Um, it's from Mark 11, and, uh, and Jesus is passing this tree. Oh, I was just going to bring this, this up. Tree. Is this when he fucks up this tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, fucks, <laughs> he sees the tree and he's like, wow, that doesn't have any fruit. Fuck well, you. <laughs> fuck. You're never getting fruit again. Yeah, dude. What um, an asshole. No offense. <coughs> it's fine. Um, so in that sense, you could, I think you could say that like Jesus's 
is fudging the dice. I think Jesus kind of had a temper. You know, like when he's flipping over tables and he's cursing trees and shit. I mean, like, <laughs> I get the feeling that like the real guy out there had a temper. Yeah, you think so? I, think I mean, you know, we could go, we could do like a whole episode on the on the historical Jesus, um, and what that means. I'm very to different interested people. in the historical Jesus. Yeah, it's a really it's a really fascinating topic, and I think the thing is that, uh, we're gonna get too much into this, but different people have different things in mind when they say historical Jesus. Right. Um. Not everybody is like genuinely interested in that question. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are kind of more interested in defending whatever sort of ideology they have already they already subscribe to. Yeah. In any in any case, a lot of people believe in these miracles that like this is how it happened because it's in the Bible or because like I know someone's happened to or because the Catholic Church, which has this very extensive vetting um, like system, they have said. This miracle happened, boom, stamped, it's done. There are a lot of other Christians that don't think that these literally happened and are more either like metaphorical or are more poetic or abstract and are pointing towards something that is true, like generosity or that like sharing things together, we realize that there's more than enough to go around would be an example of some interpretation of the fishes and the loaves story that doesn't involve a supernatural multiplication of the fishes and the loaves. Right. Which would not be fudging the dice. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, okay, but here's the difference though. So fudging the dice implies that there's an element of obfuscation. Right? Uh-huh. When I fudge the dice, you don't know about it. Mm, that's a good point when a miracle happens you may not know how it is that the miracle was caused like it's supposed to be beyond comprehension uh-huh. i guess but you do know that a miracle happened supposedly yeah um so that's that's that's, that's a core difference i think between the two kinds mm-hmm. of events so like would jesus yeah. so let, like let me put it this way so jesus is willing to if you interpret the bible relatively literally and blah 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 mm-hmm. willing to um act in such a way that the rules are broken but he does this yeah. in a public fashion. Like everybody knows that the rules are break, broken. Yeah. Does he at any point do perform miracles where the rules are broken, but everybody perceives it as a continuity or continuation of the rules themselves? So like, if this would be like him saying like, <laughs> he goes to the loaves and fishes people and he says, "Don't worry, because I got food for everybody." Because my buddy brought it in a, in his in his pickup <laughs> truck, and then he goes behind the curtain and he sees that like, what? They only brought fucking enough food for like one guy and then he <laughs> multiplies the loaves and fishes and doesn't tell anybody and he brings it out from behind the curtain and says see i told you i brought enough for everybody <laughs> that's a really good point that it's maybe not fudging the dice it's not you're wrong we know but there is a story of the called the wedding at cana yeah or the marriage at cana which is jesus's first public miracle um and Wait, shit. No, you're right. So in the, at the wedding, he uh, changes the water into wine, and then someone says something like, you saved the best wine for last, which implies that he was not privy to the mirac- miraculous event. Yes. Something like that happens, right? So um, the idea is yeah. at least some people at the party had a fudging the dice equivalent go on. The, the wedding at Cana, Jesus, or the, the guy says, oh, you saved the best wine for last. He does not realize that a a miracle has happened. There's also a story in um in Mark 
seven. Um, da -da 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 -da. I am not looking it up right now because I haven't remembered. Yeah, you're such a good Christian. You remember everything in the fucking Bible. <laughs> I prefer yeah. the Old Testament. I hate to I hate to admit it, Joe. <laughs> There's also a story in Mark seven where Jesus heals a a person who is deaf and mute. And he tells his disciples, or like everybody who's around, he says, hey, don't tell anyone about this. So it seems like he in that moment is trying to fudge the dice, make sure that people don't realize that he is sort of like cheating the system. But everybody ends up telling everyone anyway. Yeah. So it's sort of like when you fudge the dice, but your players, like, they figure it out. Right. Well, there's also the, there's that one, I mean, there's some kind of, I think I think of it as being somewhat contradictory. I mean, it can be synthesized, yeah. but there's some contradictory notions gone. One of them... I think this is in the New Testament. They say something mm -hmm. like, you know, act in such a way that your left hand doesn't know what your right hand is up to, yeah. which implies, you know, keep your good deeds sort of hidden from view so it doesn't become mm -hmm. this, you know, like yeah. site of pridefulness for you. But then there's also, it uh -huh. says elsewhere, like, oh, well, it should be like a lamp for everyone to see. So maybe yeah. there's some contradictoriness there, but at least one of those mm -hmm. verses suggests that, like, the important things you're doing don't need to be publicly accessible. Yeah. And I think that the way that you synthesize those, because, and I'm not saying the Bible doesn't have contradictions. The Bible has a ton of yeah. contradictions. But, well, any contradiction can but, be synthesized with enough elbow grease, right? It's not the point. Yes. This one, I don't, this one requires very little. Yeah. Because, in my mind at least, yeah. or like to my understanding, just because it has a lot to do with like the context in which both of these are spoken, that when Jesus is saying, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing, okay. or I forget if it's the other way yeah, around. Yeah, it might be. Use left hand. Is a <laughs> it's a critique of how how the the sort of like um pharisee and sadducees are um these sort of like religious leaders are putting on this big show of all these like elaborate gestures and showing off how good they are right and so it's like a critique of that excuse me which is not to say Oh, you shouldn't like try and guide people to, you know, Virtue. to help them be better people or help them have a more fulfilling life or whatever. But it is to say, hey, these these people are being hypocrites. They're only doing this for the attention, right. and that's not okay. Right. But I yep. think Jesus would fudge the dice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he would. And he doesn't he, you know, and there are a couple of stories where he clearly like he doesn't always need the credit for it. The other question though is i think maybe a more interesting question is when does god fudge the dice because let's say i know that they're like you've brought up some like differences between miracles and fudging the dice but let's just say for the sake of argument that jesus or god performing a miracle or making a miracle happen is a sort of akin to fudging the dice right why fudge the dice in certain moments and not in others um you mean why is it the case that God executes yeah. certain miracles at certain times, but not other times. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's a whole literature on divine hiddenness, right? Why is God so obscure to us? Um, yes. I'm sort of, this is what I'm getting at. I'm just going to tell you what I'm okay, getting at. Okay, tell me what you're getting, getting at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not picking up what I'm putting down, Matt. Okay. So why does God perform, why doesn't God <laughs> perform miracles all the time? Is that what you're getting at? Well, the, yeah, I think the fundamental question of like, when does God decide to do miracles i think the fundamental question there is a question of what's called theodicy yes which is not the odyssey which is a book or it's like a big poem about a guy named odysseus but he's theodicy the god he's me. my god 
Odysseus? Sure. Great. <laughs> Theodicy is from the Greek theos, meaning God, and dike, meaning justice, God's justice. Mm. And so the problem of theodicy is the question of, if God is all-powerful and all-good and all-knowing, why do bad things happen? Why does he only decide to save certain people? Why does he only fudge the dice in some situations and not in others? Right. You know, it's interesting because the, all I think the explanations we gave about human games, right, mm-hmm. aren't going to work at all for this. Because, you know, we were saying like, okay, well, to have a satisfying game experience, you, you need to have this balance of difficulty and blah, blah, blah. So this is for human manufactured games. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, why can't God make a game life that's, <laughs> you know, in such a way that it can be maximally satisfying, blah, blah, blah. But um, not. I thought Hasbro made life. <laughs> well, I don't know who the CEO of Hasbro is right now. So I don't know, but they're also the CEO, but Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast, which produces Dungeons and Dragons. Thank God for them. So that's the it, really, no, oh okay. Anyway, anyway, my point is that the, God makes a game. There's lots of theodicy. Like there's, I think Epicurus has a structure of like refuting all theodicy arguments, and it's probably pretty mm-hmm. effective. I don't remember the structure, but one of them would be like, well, it speaks against God's omnipotence if He can't create a scenario in which mir- miracles are like needed sometimes, but not all the time, or mm-hmm. whatever. Or never need like the fact that we have this world in which if there is a god was made in such a way that there are miracles sometimes, but then lots of horrible shit happens when you think there ought to be miracles and there isn't, speaks against God's omnipotence, arguably. Uh-huh. I don't remember the structure of Epicurus's yeah. anti theodicy arguments because we're not doing theodicy in today's episode. But <laughs> <laughs> like, we could I think I think there's a lot to talk about with theodicy, and I've actually read it's something I actually have read about. So I like know one of my about. old professors wrote a good book on theodicy. He was like uh, interested in this. What was his name? Well, I'm not going to tell you on the podcast. Why not? He's an academic. We're we are we're putting people's like stuff in the source. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. His name was Dan Speak, and Dan Speak. Uh, he wrote a book about theodicy. I'm trying to remember. There was one. There was one guy that I was reading. I mean, I much like that. every philosophical position, there's probably just going to be an indefinite number of arguments you can generate for and against everything. Yeah, so. yeah, you're totally right. So yeah, that's the Odyssey. Well, this is a little teaser. We're going to do a whole episode on the Odyssey in, like, I don't know, probably like ten years at this rate. 